Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today, if you've been listening all week, is Friday and we are finishing up our series of verses. We've been in John chapter 4 for the week. We started at verse 39 and today we will end with verses 43 and 44. In case you haven't been with us, I highly recommend going back. We are talking about what happened after Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. And if you don't know that account, then please, please, please go read John chapter 4, verses 7 to 38. It's really worth reading. All the Bible is obviously worth reading. But it's an exciting account of Jesus showing love to someone that many people were not showing love to. So I'm going to, because it's Friday I'm going to read, starting in verse 39, all the verses leading up to verse 43 and 44. So let's begin. Now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted him as Savior because of what the woman said when she testified, he told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to remain with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed in him with a deep abiding trust because of his word, his personal message to them. And they told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, for now we have heard him for ourselves and know with confident assurance that this one is truly the Savior of all the world. And here are our our focus verses for today. After the two days, he went on from there into Galilee. For Jesus himself declared that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him since they had seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast. For they too came to the feast. I went a little bit too far. (laughs) I read verse 45. But our focus is on verse 43 and 44. Here's what I feel God is leading us to focus on for these two verses. Jesus says that a prophet has no honor in his own country. And I think about how I am able to witness to strangers more easily than I'm able to witness to people who know me really well. And I don't know exactly what it is, but probably because... Um, strangers have no other context for who I am except for that moment that we're together. And so when Jesus says a prophet has no honor in his own country, I think that we see time and time again that it's your closest people, like your family and your closest friends, who are oftentimes unable to accept changes that you create for yourselves. So let's pause and reflect on that for a moment. What are some changes in your life that you find the closest people in your life aren't always accepting of? And how is it sometimes easier to be your whole new self in Christ around strangers? And we'll be right back. When I think about the changes in myself that are easier for strangers to understand. Like people who meet me and didn't know me before can't imagine what I was like before. Like I'll describe myself, I'll talk about all the cursing I used to do and how quick I was to be angry and just go off on people and how I had a horrible temper and you definitely didn't want to be around me when I was hungry. And so they don't, they don't, they can't even recognize the me I'm describing as from before. However, my family, on the other hand, they don't seem to really acknowledge who I am now. They are stuck in the past, even though it was more than 20 years ago, 
of who I was more than 25 years ago of who I was before I started my walk with Jesus so it's like they almost don't see the change they don't believe the change they don't I don't know they don't have credibility to the change and so I think about it's so much easier for me to talk about Jesus with people I don't know than with people I do know and I think about that also if you don't know someone you're less likely to care as much maybe about offending them or about them liking you whereas with somebody that you're in deep relationship with you don't always want to do something that might jeopardize that relationship so when we think about where we believe like where are we sharing our belief and where are we in the midst of our living our holiest hotness lives where are we taking risk to show what we believe i think that a lot of times it's easier to do that in foreign places so when jesus says so after the two days in samaria when he went on there to galilee he didn't want to go to nazareth where he's from because they didn't receive him in nazareth they were like yeah whatever you're just the carpenter's son we know who you are they didn't recognize that he could be known to them as the carpenter's son but he could also be the messiah he could be the son of god there could be something about him that they never realized before they weren't having that so jesus doesn't go to nazareth he goes to galilee and if you look at biblical commentary then you will find that the galileans wanted to um meet jesus and they were interested in jesus but they were interested in jesus just for his miracles they didn't necessarily recognize or regard jesus as their savior like the samaritans did they were more about like what they could get and i think that happens a lot even today that people are more like looking to god or looking to jesus as like an atm machine like what can you give me what can you do for me and not as much as looking to god and jesus to lead them to guide them and to submit to jesus and god i think a lot about how my life is very different because jesus is my lord and savior and sometimes i mean all the time that's a blessing and it's amazing it's a miracle but there are sometimes where i get frustrated and I'm like I want to just do it my way <laughs> even though I know my way is wrong. <laughs> and so I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful for his holy word. I'm grateful for this account that we've read through this week about the faith of the woman at the well and then the faith of the Samaritans in Jesus as savior, but I want to caution us that if we only see Jesus as our savior, then we're not seeing all of Jesus. He's not just savior, he's also Lord, and it's in his lordship over our lives that we need to submit and change and and be made new in him. So he is our savior and we can be saved by the blood of Jesus and we can be on our way to heaven because of the forgiveness of our sins because Jesus died on the cross for that forgiveness. But I also want us to be ever mindful that he is Lord that we need to submit to his word, his will and his way. And that's not a bad thing. Like when I joked a minute ago about wanting to do things my way, my way is bad. My way is wrong. My way is not going to get the results I want. And I can admit that now in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but in my temper tantrum moment, I still want my way. It's like when you're a kid or a teenager or a young adult and you're fighting with your parents about something and you know you're only making the whole worse and you're just and you just know you're not going to get what you want or it's not going to go down the way you want it to, but you still keep fighting and there's this voice in your head that's telling you shut up, you're going to make it so much worse, but you keep fighting anyway. That's that disobedient child and that's that disobedient child attitude I get with God sometimes even though I'm no wrong and I'm working on it praise be to God
That's why we're living our holiest hot mess lives, right? Because we still have work to do. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, help us to be so rooted and grounded in you that we will believe in you everywhere we go, Lord God, that we will speak of you with boldness and excitement everywhere we go, Lord God, that as we go to different places and we share what we believe, Lord God, help us to share what we believe, how we believe, who we believe in, and why we believe And let us be mindful of who we can help believe, Lord God. Let us be mindful of the ways that we can speak of your good news to others and encourage them to want to be in right relationship with you, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you and we are ever so grateful to you. Have your way in our holiest, hotness lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray that this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest, hot mess life. God bless.